Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and when Radio Wave began in September of 2007, a friend of Medjugorje had in mind the future and what the future of Medjugorje would be, what the future of the world would be, and Medjugorje's influence on the world. But I do want to ask a question at the very beginning of the broadcast to a friend of Medjugorje, when we started Radio Wave, were you, were you thinking that in the year 2018 that we would be here speaking about another message from Our Lady, Our Lady still appearing, Our Lady still giving messages, and the world still continuing, appearing to continue to go on like it always has? Were you thinking about that in 2007? Yes, very much so. I could see in the messages what Our Lady was saying. That this was no picnic. This was not something she's just coming for a small matter, but something to lead us out of the desert, just like the Israelites for 40 years. That puts us, what, 2021? And so you say, well, the daily apparitions end at that point. We know the visionaries will be seeing Our Lady at least once a year for the rest of their lives. So, yes, apparitions can go beyond that. But as far as the plan, it's always logical. It always has things like that. But the insights of the messages show me more than anything else. Why is Our Lady here? She said, on June 25th, 1991, and this is answering to your question, how do you know that? Our Lady told us, this is how you know. She said on the 10th anniversary, and we all thought the apparitions at that time, and my mindset was, well, this is the 10th anniversary because we went through the 6th anniversary, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th for sure this was going to end. 10 years of apparitions every day. Something's happening never before in history. In a transfigured body, something they really see in a profound way. And so in there, our lady says, if you pray, God will help you discover the true reason for my coming. I'm sitting at the back of the church. If you're in the front of the church to the right side, I'm in the back right corner. I know exactly where I was. I can see myself pictured there because this was the 25th message on the 10th anniversary, had to be big, had to be important. And we were wondering at that moment, what was this about? What was our lady doing? What is all going to happen with these apparitions? Is it like Fatima? What is it? So she says, if you pray, God will help you discover the true reason for my coming. Well, I heard that in my heart as I read the words. 
while I can discover why she's coming here. So this is part of the answer and what you're asking me that I think in 2007 would still be here in 2018. Yes, very much so. And it comes from that point. Because Our Lady continues on that 10th anniversary, me sitting on the marble corner right there, where it's elevated off the natural grade, so you can sit there comfortable. She continues, Therefore, little children, pray and read the sacred scriptures so that through my coming, you discover the message in sacred scriptures for you. That's pretty profound. This is a biblical thing. She's saying, if you want to know why I'm here, if you know why I'm here for 10 years every day, if you know why I'm here, I'm going to continue this. And at that point, I realized this was going to be going to 40 years at that point. Then it has to be biblical. You have to shake yourself, reflect, and concentrate not on what most people do. They go to Medjugorje, they get on fire, they go through these things, and then they slacks off, and then they been this year after year. I met a priest once. He says, I went to Medjugorje years ago. Is that still going on? Medjugorje is not something you leave. No more than you leave the tribe of Israelites in the 40 years of walking through the desert. You can't leave that. And yet many, many people have cooled off. So when our lady says, if you pray, God will help you discover the true reason for my coming. Therefore, little children, pray and read sacred scriptures so that through my coming, you discover the message and sacred scriptures for you. And what was that? What was it about? The Bible tells us a lot of things. But before I complete, because this is a good question that you prepped the whole show and the theme of where I wanted to go today through the messages, we'll hear what Our Lady says on the second of the month first. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, of Medjugorje's January 2nd, 2018 message given on the Day of Nonbelievers through Mariana. Dear children, when love is beginning to disappear on earth, when the way of salvation is not being found, I, the mother, am coming to help you to come to know true faith, living and profound, so as to help you to truly love. As a mother, I am longing for your mutual love, goodness, and purity. My desire is that you be just and that you love each other. My children, be joyful in your soul. Be pure. Be children. My son used to say that he loves to be among pure hearts because pure hearts are always young and joyful. My son said to you to forgive and to love each other. I know that this is not always easy. Suffering makes you grow in spirit. For you to spiritually grow all the more, you must sincerely and truly forgive and love. Many of my children on earth do not know my son. They do not 
love him. But you, who do love my son, you carry him in your heart. Pray, pray and in praying, feel my son beside you. May your soul breathe in his spirit. I am among you and am speaking about little and great things. I will not grow tired speaking to you about my son, the true love. Therefore, my children, open your hearts to me. Permit me to lead you as a mother. Be apostles of the love of my son and of me. As a mother, I implore you not to forget those who my son has called to lead you. Carry them in your heart and pray for them. Thank you. This message was very profound. Very exciting when I first read it. It says things in here that covers a lot of ground that we can't possibly cover in this hour. For one thing that lady said that made us lead us by listening to other messages, she often would say, my son told me when he was little. And of course, she talks about in this message about her son, about being among the pure hearts. But she didn't say when my son was little. She said, my son used to say that he loves to be among pure hearts because pure hearts are always young and joyful. This isn't little Jesus speaking. This is the man saying, I want to be around the children. I enjoy that. Because they're pure. And pure hearts are always young and always joyful. It cheers you up. Our children here do that for us. In the book End Times by Marie Valtorta, Jesus says this about today. And this is a tragedy. It's actually scary that he loved to be among children because that fed him, changed him from being so down from so many people rejecting him. He was fed by the kids. But in Maria's book, she says that Jesus told her, it is even more difficult to find, even among children, children's souls. The beast's breath corrupted your people so much that it has killed simplicity. Trust and innocent, in which I took my rest, even in little children's souls. Is this not incredible? Here we are, Maria Vitorta, writing about this, that Jesus says it, and we have it in a message. Our lady says today, my son used to say he loves to be among pure hearts. Do you see what she said? Used to say. Can he say that now? He can't. Because he told her in the 1940s. Even it is even more difficult to find, even among children, children's souls. And today, my son used to say that he loves to be among pure hearts because pure hearts are always young and joyful. Not today. That should frighten you. That should scare you, especially if you're raising children. Because they swept along with the wave with the other kids. It's an affection. And Maria Vertori continues, The beast's breath has corrupted you people so much that it has killed simplicity, trust, and innocence in which I took my rest even in little children's souls. Profound. Very profound. So we find ourselves in a situation that lays here. Why is she here? Our original message of 1991, June 25th, 
Therefore, little children, pray and read Sacred Scripture so that through my coming, you discover the message of Sacred Scripture for you. What? To discover the true reason for my being here. Our children have lost their innocence. The whole education system is destroying the children, confusing them, indoctrinating them. Today, in this time, you do not want your grandkids, you do not want your kids, your great-grandkids going to school. The only option you have is homeschool. You educate them. You can't protect them from what leaks in. It don't have to be a whole doctrine of books. The communists knew that. They'd be rejected if you did that. The communist always says, all we want is 5% of the Hollywood movie. That's all they need. Do you want to poison somebody? Give them a glass of water and put one drop of arsenic in it. Don't you understand how the devil works? Don't you see this? And the church is very sick. The true reason she's coming, why? Because on December 2nd, 2015, Our Lady said, Therefore, it is necessary to pray much to pray and love the church in which you belong. Why? She says, quote, Now the church is suffering and needs apostles. The church is sick. This is Mary. This is not my opinion. This is not my thoughts. This is not anybody else. Our Lady says the church is suffering. You can say, okay, that's the martyrs. No, that's growing. That grows the church. Our Lady said that today. You grow spiritually through suffering. For you to spiritually grow all the more, you must sincerely and truly forgive and love. So when Our Lady said in 2015, now the church is suffering and needs apostles who by loving unity, by witnessing, and given shows the way to God. We are called by the Virgin Mary to show the way for the church to go because it's not going the right way right now. She continues in this 2015 message, the church needs apostles. Well, we got a lot of bishops. That's the apostles. When the consecration of the 2000 millennium happened, I went there with my son, my wife, and Maria met us there and all the bishops were coming out of the Vatican in the procession, single file, one after another. So we counted. Maria was standing there. She was greeting each bishop as they walked by. We had some passes to get there where they came out where the people weren't. And she would just bow her head in respect. But we counted the bishops. It was over thirteen or 1,400 of maybe 1,800 bishops bishops in the world, or maybe 2,000, I don't remember the exact number, all the bishops. It was the largest gathering of the bishops since Vatican II. It was a big, big deal for them to come to Rome to do this. So they're the apostles, and yet Our Lady tells us in 2015, the church needs apostles. We've got them. It's them. And yet she qualified that church is suffering. It needs apostles. That's why she says, you are my apostles. That's why she says, pray for the shepherds. We're in a crisis, a serious crisis in the cultures of across the whole world. So she says, the church needs apostles who by living the Eucharist with the heart do great works. And most people read that. Well, I got to do adoration. I got to get the Eucharist. No, 
The Eucharist, if you're living it, is a sacrifice 24-7. Just because you're a daily communicant doesn't mean you're living the Eucharist. Or if you go to adoration, doesn't mean you're living it. You have to put this into life. How? Doing great works. It needs you, my apostles of love. So our lady goes on this 2015 message. My children, from the very beginning, the church was persecuted. Okay, you can say, okay, friend of Medjugorje is saying, it's in crisis. That's not what all you're saying here. It's persecuted. Yes, it is, because she's just persecuted and betrayed. Who's betraying it? Judas. Judas was in the church, that little band of apostles. And yet, day by day, it grew. It's indestructible. And that's what I is here to remind us about. She's coming here to draw us to her in a special way. So answering your question about knowing these messages were going to continue, I recognized how sad of a state the church is in. Because of the culture, if it rots from Christianity, who's at fault? The culture or the people who aren't witnessing the church and its life? The church is at fault. The membership of the church. Well, you can say the church is Christ. Yeah, but I'm talking about the membership. We're in trouble. And that's why our lady's here with us every day. And so we have this coming about, and we don't see, we don't understand this whole situation of what's taking place. It's separation. I'm sick of hearing people in the church, we got to get together. We got to work together. We got to come together. We got to, both sides of the aisle has to work in Congress. No, we don't. That's not God's plans. And I hear conservatives talk about this. Well, you know, we just got to start walking together, working together. That's not what the early church was about. Our lady said, Therefore, Lord children, pray and read the sacred scriptures so through my coming, you discover the message of sacred scriptures for you. You know what chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians says? Do not yoke yourselves in a mismatch with unbelievers. I've heard people say, well, I want my kid to go to public school because that'll be a good example to the others. No, they'll get corrupted by them. That's just the opposite of what you're doing. That's why you have to pull your kids out of school. If you understood the gravity of what's going on and what we read earlier about innocence of children is gone, you wouldn't dare go to school tomorrow or when it opens up after Christmas except by being completely ignorant and not understanding your enemy and the situation we face. Yourselves in a mismatch with unbelievers. After all, what do righteousness and lawlessness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness. This is the Bible. This is the scriptures. This is now. And they want you to be together and singing together and holding hands. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to separate. Quoting the scriptures, this continues in Corinthians 6. What fellowship can light have with darkness? What common lot between believer and unbeliever? Tell me what agreement there is between the temple of God and idols. We are filled with paganism and idols everywhere. And the scriptures are saying, what do you have in common with that? You don't. You are the temple of the living God, just as God has said, quote, I dwell with them and walk among them. I will be their God, 
and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and separate yourselves from them. This is scripture. You want to know what lays here? It's for a great separation to identify these people over here are holy and righteous and just, and those are wicked reprobates on the other side. You can never draw them if you don't shine out with the light and community of the church where they'll want to join it. As long as you stay amalgamated with them, you're not going to make any headway. You can't compromise that. Therefore, come out from among them and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord, and touch nothing unclean. I will welcome you and be a father to you, and you will be my sons, says the Lord Almighty. So separation is a good thing. We've been taught it's not that way. So how are we supposed to take these things? This message has so many profound things in it that we have to realize the world is ending. How can that be said? How could it be that the world's ending? If our lady's here, she's in the middle of a play and telling us something that we're supposed to be doing to save the world. We have the situations existing in our world that can't be fixed by the church. And yet we have the promise of Christ that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Yesterday, as we gathered together, for our annual speaking of our lessons and our joys of 2017, as always, a friend of Medjugorje is the last one to speak. He gets everybody else's ideas. <laughs> yeah, and, I copy. That's what I'm, <laughs> pleasurism and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was around 8 o'clock probably last night when we finished. And those of us that were going to be involved with the message of Our Lady... Mariana, uh, we're trying to get back to our homes and, and get a good night's rest for the coming day. And when we first read the message, we're not really startled anymore when we see things that a friend of Medjugorje says before the message comes out, because it happens so frequently. When you are living the message, speaking about the message, surround yourself with the message. It's natural that you can understand, receive from Our Lady, even before she says words, what she wants to communicate. And a friend of Medjugorje was communicating to the community, us here, moving our hearts towards the new year, being hands of Our Lady, bringing her forth into the world in a greater, deeper way. And this is our purpose of retreating during these days of the new year. So I'm just going to share a little bit about what he said to us last night, comparing it to the words of Our Lady that she gave today. He spoke about, we had the opportunity for Immaculate, the survivor of the Rwanda genocide, to be with us this year. And so that's one of the first things that he started to speak about. And he said in his talk yesterday that when she visited, she was seeing our community and, and immediately understood the importance of how we live and our witness. She told us just, just within a f about 30 minutes of being with us for the first time meeting us, she said that being with our children a short time, 
that this is how the kids are in Africa. And again, I'm quoting a friend of Medjugorje. She said that looking into the eyes of the children here is like looking into the eyes of the children of Africa. He then brought up Brother Tony, a missionary in Africa 25 years ago. And he quoted Brother Tony saying the very same thing. In ICFAR, he put the letter that Brother Tony wrote to a friend of Medjugorje, and I'm just going to quote this one section from it. The children were particularly delightful, Brother Tony says, in their simple purity, innocence, and beauty of character. To pick up these little children, I felt I was holding a gem more precious than all the diamonds of Botswana. To gaze into their eyes was like looking into a clear, pure brook before it runs into polluted rivers and becomes part of the pollution. Before it has a chance to become tainted in any way, to experience these children was a prayer in itself. A friend of Medjugorje went on to say that age is nothing. Old age is nothing. Even ancient age is nothing if you're youthful. And the kids here bring that. I feel youth with the kids. I like being with the kids. The kids here are life. Again, Our Lady's message saying, My children, be joyful in your soul. Be pure. Be children. My son used to say that he loves to be among pure hearts because pure hearts are always young and joyful. At the end of this evening, friend Medjugorje got down on his hands and knees and was chasing all the little kids, doing like he does on a daily basis. That is who he is. And he gave witness of what he was speaking to the community, that that's how we should be, because that's what Our Lady wants us to be. He went on to say that later on in, in his lessons, Surrender your problems to me, Our Lady said. Our Lady said about Jesus, surrender your problems to him. This is how they are fixed. We have to pray. We have to surrender. You don't have to worry about what is said or done by anyone else. You have to worry about yourself. If you lift yourself up and the other people in the community lift themselves up, the whole community is elevated. You don't have to look at fixing things or somebody else. You are the problem. It doesn't matter if they're a Judas. It doesn't matter what you... What they have done, you love, you give, you forgive, and you forget. I don't go around thinking somebody has done something bad to me, and even though I forgive them, I'm not going to forget it. That's not forgiveness. Our Lady says today, My son said to you to forgive and to love each other. I know that this is not always easy. Suffering makes you grow in spirit. For you to spiritually grow all the more, you must sincerely and truly forgive and love. It's the echo of what we heard last night. She started the message saying, when love is beginning to disappear on earth, when the way of salvation is not being found, I, the mother, am coming to help you to come to know true faith, living and profound. He started off by talking about Mama Lean. Mama Lean is his grandmother. And he talked about how when he got a mosquito bite, she would come to him and she would press her fingernail into the bite and make and form a cross. And she said to him, this is going to hurt, 
but it's going to make you feel better. What is the way of the cross? It's the way of salvation. It's an example of true faith. A grandmother teaching her grandson the true faith, the sign of the cross, the way of salvation. In the message, she says later on down, may your soul breathe in his spirit. Breathe in the spirit of Christ, of Jesus, her son. And I'm going to let him say that part of the story. Well, this is beautiful because a lady writes everything. She does a broadcast. She does her, the life. Because if she says you'd be a witness, then that means that's supposed to be displayed. Because that witness, a principle of her message is, is to convey something that would attract others to be the same way. So that goes all the way back to 86 here. And even starting prayer life, you start wanting to do this. You start realizing that. It's not about going preaching and writing things. It's about living a way of life. And that attracts. And that's what the separation is about. That's why we separate. So we can be distinct. That people over there is different. And many of the reprobates seeing that and the hell they go through in their lives and the peace they see us enjoying heaven on earth not that we don't suffer, but something is attractive to that. That's how you attract. Through separation, not by amalgamation. You don't stay together. It's time to separate, and that's our call. But on January 1st, we always have a big dinner. It's formal. We put suits in the girls, put on the long skirts and everything, and it's like going out to a real, real fancy ball or something. So we come into the auditorium, and we always have a new altar and a new image and something like that set up. And I always like to stay out and not be part of that. Although this year I saw it a little bit before, but I, I, I block it out because I want to go into the auditorium, darken with the soft lights running and see it. And so we came in. There was a song that I'd heard the day before. We, we expanded the music. And it's real dramatic, and it comes in. And then we all go in as a community, and we go kneel before Our Lady's image, which is softly lit. And this is what you heard us in front of the image of Our Lady when we walked in.
that was some of the soundtrack to come in. Where we go from that point is we're in front of the image of Our Lady and contemplating her beauty and seeing what it is that she says to us in our hearts. And it's a beautiful moment. We just all sit there and love our mother, adore her. As I was watching this with this song in the background and the beauty of it, I was looking at our lady and how pretty this image was. We've never used this image before. It was almost life-size, and it was, it was beautiful. And I thought about different things like Mariana. When she is with our lady, she has trouble breathing. And that breathing is something that our lady, you can see, it just takes her breath. And then we see the message that comes up where a lady says, on the second, in praying, feel my son beside you. May your soul breathe in his spirit. Well, we didn't know that message. We didn't know our lady was going to say breathe. So I'm thinking there, and I'm thinking about, she just takes my breath away. And I remember the early days, I was reflecting on it, how beautiful that was. And so look at our lady there's been moments that I've seen, and actually the message today, one part of it took my breath away when I read it because of the depth of what it was. And so contemplating that, I asked Joan to go get a song for us because this is what was being thinking, and this is what you see with Mariana, this is what we see people in conversions, that it really literally can be what Our Lady says, and pray and feel my son beside you. May your soul breathe in his spirit. And that's what I felt, watching, studying, and seeing the beauty of her.
So I see Joan going across the parking lot when I'm driving home last night. And I said, Joan, I was watching the image of Our Lady, and the words came to me, take my breath away. Do you remember that song? And I couldn't think of the tune of it. I couldn't think of where it came from, what it was about. But I knew, I said, pull that song. And she, she named it. She thought I was saying something else, and it was a male song was wrong. So anyway, she called me when he got back home and said, what was that again? I said, take my breath away. I said, I kind of remember the tune now. So that was last night. This morning, she says, and it shows you how much Our Lady writes our story, our thoughts, what she puts in your heart. In front of that image, she put that, that I'm in front of you. I'm beautiful because I love. You love me. You, I take your breath away. She's here for that. And then she says in the message today, this morning, after thinking about, I want that song pulled for the show. I don't know how I'm going to use it. I want to hear it. And then she says this morning, in praying, feel my son beside you. That's what I was feeling yesterday, last night. I was feeling her beside me. She's there. She says that when Jesus is there, I'm always there. In praying, feel my son beside you. May your soul breathe in his spirit. And that's how we're supposed to be contemplating. That's how we're supposed to pray. And they just told us on the 25th, pronounce your words with feeling. Think about what you're saying. But sometimes it's just enjoyable. Just being with a lady and contemplating, who are we working for? Who is walking with us? So I read the message this morning and said, wow, the very first sentence, dear children, when love is beginning to disappear on earth, I thought, wow, I stopped right there. Do you realize what that says? This is finding the sacred scripture for the true reason of my coming. Our lady is here because if she had not come, love would disappear. What will hell be like? You would experience it on this earth if she wasn't here. And the gates of hell would prevail against the church. That's how serious this is. That's how big this is. Nothing in your life should be above what our lady's plans are and living the messages. I'm not talking about just going to daily mass and adoration. I'm talking about transformation. Everything in your efforts has to be into this plan. This is the plan. So this is the end of the world. When love is beginning to disappear on earth, that means the world's going to end. If there's no love, it becomes hell. Right before the flood started, they were still eating and drinking. And actually, Scripture goes through this. And Matthew 24 says, and then again, think about the true reason for she's coming. And look at the condition of the world as I read this from the Bible, Matthew 24. And contemplate our situation right now. It says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Isn't that incredible? And this is just not just work for Mejigori people. I want to stop this Bible verse because Donald Trump said, on December 31st, three days or two days before the second of the month message, he tweets out this. As our country rapidly grows stronger and smarter, I want to wish all my friends, supporters, enemies, haters, 
and even the very dishonest fake news, a happy and healthy New Year's. 2018 will be a great year for America. He's living the message more than Medjugorje people are. Where do you hear that? My friends, supporters, enemies, and haters, and even the dishonest fake news media. And the Bible says, they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. This is a Christian nation. This is why the United Nations hates us, why they vote against us, why they want to rule over us. They hate us because we are a Christian nation. Obama said we're not. No, we're not if we betray God. He's in our foundation. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And Trump's wishing them good. I think that's a pretty good witness. The scriptures go on and says, and because wickedness is multiplied, most men's love will grow cold. That's a biggie. When love is beginning to disappear on earth, this is your message in sacred scripture for the reason are coming. She confirms that. This is the beginning of the end of the world. The walk toward the end of the world is not one flash and Jesus comes. That's tribulation. There's things maturing to that. So when she says, when love is beginning to disappear on earth, and the scripture says, and because wickedness is multiplied, most men's love will grow cold and interject in Matthew's Mark 13 at this point, because they talks about the same thing, but this is what Mark says and adds to what Matthew talks about the same things, but it's not in Matthew. Mark 13, and brother will deliver up brother to death and the father his child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And then going back to Matthew, but he who endures to the end will be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. This is what I is here for. Through the messages the Bible has been taught to all the nations. We're living the Bible. Do you understand this moment? In this first sentence, why I said, wow, and it took my breath away is because she's telling it's disappearing on the earth. That's the end of the world. For then there will be great tribulations such as not been seen from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. Wow, I'm going to give my messages, she says, that is the scriptures, as never before in the history of the world. This is the sacred scriptures saying and showing and giving us light why she's here. What's the purpose? And if those days had not been shortened, no man would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Why is that? Why does the Bible say God shortens it three and a half years? Why? The Israelites were in slavery for 400 years. They still had a lot of freedom. Under the Antichrist, you watch every move you do, everything you do, they buy and sell. It will be so bad. That is bad as 400 years of history being in slavery. So for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. As were the days of Noah, so will it be coming for the Son of Man. And they did not know until the flood came and swept them all away. So will it be the coming of the Son of Man. Do you think for a moment that the Holy Virgin Mary is here and in her presence with us that she's not going to precede Jesus? Just contemplate if Mary is the greatest creature in heaven and if all heaven's memberships, that's including the angels, people combined, 
come nowhere close to equal in merit or influence and greatness before God. You can assume logically and reason out that her, the queen, the mother who comes as now, is coming at the end of the world to prepare its ending. For an ending, there's preparation. The drama of gathering all the children across the world to meet her son, she said, prepare to meet Jesus eye to eye. You think that's a message just she's thrown out there? Is it just going to be Satan that acquires all the power to rule over man? What about heaven? That wouldn't be just. Our lady said today, to be just. You think God's just? And why would God not send his mercy itself, the queen of mercy, to be here at the end of the world? Love has given up, and many people have stopped believing. We see a dryness in society, a harshness in society, and a coldness. Yet people are friendly, but there's no real love. Dark is midnight and lost in it Insecure and just done with it Love gave up so I stopped believing That I don't know how to get through feeling I thought it was the end of the world But it kept spinning round, round, round And then the sun came up again And I stopped looking down, down, down I thought the stars in the sky just like a lifeline right on time I met you at the end of the world The sky kept falling but we danced in it I was done with love but second chance in it You cleared the smoke and picked up the wreckage Gotta go through hell to get to heaven
darkest midnight and lost in it The sky kept falling but we danced in it And so it is. Alay says this first sentence, when love is beginning to disappear on the earth, and then she adds this, when the way of salvation is not being found. How could that be? All the communications, electronics, Wikipedia at the touch of a finger, any information you want about Christ and his gospel or the way of salvation. Our Lady gives us insights, just like a newscaster, about not being present in a situation that the correspondents report and say, this is what happened at the scene. At the scene of the world today, Our Lady said, love is beginning to disappear on earth. Take that to the bank. That means it's disappearing. What would the earth be like without love? It'd be just like what happened just before Noah and the flood. When the way of salvation is not being found. She said that. That's not opinion. People aren't finding the way of salvation. They're confused about it. They can make it fit their own idea. Their own theories are applicable to themselves and the way they live. Well, I got salvation. I'm living good. I'm good. I know he just says, if you think you're good, you're arrogant. Only God is good. I'm mad in that part. So when she says, when the way of salvation is not being found, it's because it's buried underneath modernism. It can't be found. And so what do we need? We need somebody to dig through modernism, to mine underneath that, to found salvation and bring it back. And who can do that better than anybody? She follows those words. When the way of salvation is not being found, I the mother, am coming to help you come to know the true faith. Crisis today in the church is parallel with a great crisis of motherhood. Yes, the blame is there. If it was healthy, men would be healthy. This is something profound about the messages that the world today in these mother and these mothers out there in the family. You know the Virgin Mary lived with a sinner? Well, Fred Medjugorje said it should be separation. Well, us sinners want to abide by the law. You know what it means to be just, what she said today? It means be influenced by the regard of the laws of God or living in exact conformity to the divine will. Doesn't mean we don't need repentance. But Our Lady made house with Joseph. I got for Christmas a book called The Virgin Mary in honor of a blessed mother by Pierre Maria Dumont. And he writes, To imitate the humility of the Holy Family, quote, In the house at Nazareth, the family of Jesus offers a harmonious picture of domestic goodness. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that powerful? Do we see that domestically in our nation and other nations? Do we see it at all? Modernism has crushed this. 
and it crushes salvation. She's come to bring us and show us as a mother of exactly what she did in Nazareth. Quote again, this goodness is a beatitude. It manifests the mystery of salvation that will be fulfilled in eternity. Wow. I am your mother. You better pay attention to what's going on. We've lost so many things, so many ways. And our world's coming to an end. Modernism is going to crash. As we know everything, our lady said, everything has fallen apart, everything's passing, only the glory of God remains. You better make your house a domestic harmony paralleled on Joseph, who was a sinner who lived with the Virgin Mary. Yes, he was chaste. Yes, he was righteous. Yes, he was just. But he was born with the original sin, and Mary was with him. So, because we're sinners doesn't mean that we're not to separate from abominations that's taking place in society. When people say, well, I'm, I'm a sinner too. It's different. We got a law we go by and when we break it. We confess to that and seek forgiveness. So we don't know all these things. Our lady knows before we can be an apostle, we must first come to know ourselves and the truth. And this is painful because it says in the message, suffering makes you grow in spirit. Suffering is necessary. Suffering was in the home of Nazareth 2,000 years ago. All around us, we see brokenness and lies. Families trashed, basically. Eyes come to this world with real love, real truth, lasting peace, boundless freedom. This is what we're about. To do what? To break our chains. To give a hope that saves. A life that will be made new if we found salvation. And this is when we meet Our Lady. She wants to meet every person on earth. She's got three admonitions coming from God. Its purpose is to manifest Mary, the queen, the mother of all. If you do that, it'll be like the image I was in front of last night, taking my breath away. I've known pain deep regret I've known the weight of my mistakes like the back of my hand I've known deception and all its games I've known the way it feels to drown in my own shame but I never knew Mercy, 
never knew truth I never knew peace, the sweet release You're the one who brought me song, Till I Met You, brings the reality that you're going to meet Mary before you meet Jesus. Because Our Lady says something in the beginning of her message of the ending of the earth. Maria Vatorta wrote also in End Times that Jesus told her, and this is connected to the first message of the second of the month today, Your deeds against charity are multiplying more and more. It is fair. You should be punished for all your sins. Charity by the fire charity, which you have rejected. It was love. Now it is punishment. The gift turns into chastisement. God withdraws charity from you and leaves you in anti-charity. And the hope we have at the ending that Our Lady is going to make this a purpose to gather as many children as possible so when our son does come back, they'll look back at Medjugorje. That's what Medjugorje's purpose is, to gather people that would have been lost eternally in hell because modernism hides salvation. And that's what she meant when she said, when the way of salvation is not found, I, the mother, am coming to help you to come to know the true faith, living and profound, so as to help you to truly love. And if there's love back in the world, it will survive. The End Times by Maria Varatorta, she says of this hour, Anticipate the hour of the triumph of the woman. Anticipate the hour of Mary's triumph over Satan. There cannot be a second redemption carried out by me, Christ. But there can still be one to save greater numbers of souls from hell's coils. The one by Mary in glory. The secret of the last redemption is found in veneration of Mary. And that, my friends, can be found by looking and reflecting on that little house of Nazareth 2,000 years ago. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night.